Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Swing Authority, and that's their great song, I'm Sending You My Heart This Christmas. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt, 
And joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Miss Bobby Jingle Bell. Good morning, Bobby. <laughs> I got my bells on and my coffee in my cup. How are you doing, Mr. Holt? <laughs> I am doing terrific. I am really in the Christmas spirit. This this is this is a great way to start our Christmas season on the Campfire Cafe. And I can't think of a better first guest than the one that's joining us today to do just that. So who's joining us? We have Mary Kay and special guest, her husband, Brad, on the line with us this morning. And I can't wait to talk to them. (laughs) Well, it is going to be a great, great show. We always enjoy having Mary Kay join us and kind of a special treat to have Brad city to end this time and then on saddle up america christmas is for children and cancer should not be so we'll be visiting with nashville's angel heart farm since 2001 they have used equine assisted therapy to minister to children with cancer and we'll be talking with their founder tracy on the second hour of the show on saddle up america but right now let's take a listen to a great song for mary Kay's terrific album a cowboy christmas it's one called i love christmas have yourself a merry little christmas
your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. So have yourself a merry little Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard I Love Christmas, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas featuring today's guest, Mary Kay. Gary and I always enjoy our time with Mary Kay, and we know y'all will be treated to rich, thoughtful, and inspirational music along with sparkling conversation. Here's a quote from American Cowboy Magazine. Gifted with one of the most dynamic and original voices in Western music, Mary Kay delivers the goods. With at least eight CDs to her credit, Mary Kay clearly demonstrates her gift of time, lyric, and melody together, bringing the vast West and its many stories, and in this case, Christmas, to life. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a multiple award-winning performer and gifted songwriter who writes her best songs while in her PJs. <laughs> Mary Kay, welcome! Hello! <laughs> Merry Christmas, you two. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. So you guys are headed to Wickenburg for the Cowboy Christmas? We are. We're stopped in a little town on the way. And interestingly enough, it's a town called Tropic, Utah, and it's covered in (laughs) snow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow, wow. Have you guys had a lot of snow this this year already? Yes, it's it's turning out to be a pretty wet season so far for us, and... um, that's always good. We need that. We um, The snow we get in the winter waters the crops come August. So that's a good thing. That is a good thing. That is a good thing. Well, I know that Brad's with you today, and we're going to visit with him in just a little bit. But uh, you have another celebrity at your place, maybe a new celebrity, yes. and, and that's Buddy the Cat. So. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that the biggest barn cat you've ever seen? What are you feeding that thing? You know, that is, (laughs) my day job is taking care of other people's horses and my own. And that's a family that has hired me out to take care of their animals. And uh, that cat is just the best friend with all of the horses and just follows me around everywhere I go. And um, I don't know what they feed him. You know, they put me in charge of taking care of the horses, feeding and watering, but they said nothing about feeding Buddy, and I'm pretty sure he eats really well, and I just don't know where. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's almost big enough to ride. I've never seen such a big cat, but uh, anyway, you've got a a cute, cute video with Buddy in it. Excuse me. If people haven't seen it, it's on Facebook, and you can check her Facebook page out and check out Buddy. But uh, uh, is Wickenburg, is that like a regular stop during Christmas or first time? Or what's what's the story on that? I, they host a really wonderful concert. Uh, it's a cowboy co- 
um, cowboy Christmas concert every Christmas season, and they alternate the artists that they bring in. And so I've been to this concert one time before, twice before, my husband just said. And um, so I'm excited to go back. We really love it. It's one of our favorite places to go sing. Oh, that's so it's cool. It's 31st year, too. You know, 31 years, it's it's right up there. Um, and I wasn't familiar with it, so I was just spending a little bit of time checking it out. Well, you're going to have the best time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really fun. Well, our, uh, one of the great songs from the city, we're going to try to get quite a bit of music in today because some of these songs we've never played before. And we're looking forward to doing that. But uh, one of the songs that's on the CD is called Christmas for Cowboys. And uh, will you be doing that at Wickenburg? Um, Most likely. It just depends on the time that I've got. But, yeah. Well, it is a great song. Let's take a listen to that and then come back and talk more with Mary Kay and see if we can bring Brad into our conversation when we return on the Campfire Cafe. Christmas Day, 
Christmas for Cowboys from A Cowboy Christmas, Mary Kay's great Christmas CD. And um, I did want to mention that the first song that we played today was uh, the K-Sisters were backing you up on that, weren't they? They were, yeah. How much How much do you guys get to perform together today? Well, you know, it's a lot less than it used to be, and I'm so glad that we did sing together as much as we could when the girls were still home. But Sophia, who's our seventh child, she's in college at, at SUU, and then Millie, who's our eighth child, she's, going, she's studying music, actually, at Snow College. And so we've got, of the ten children, we've got two, the two youngest still at home, Adeline and Cecilia. So... It, it has been so wonderful learning music with Sophia and Millie and traveling with them that um, I hope to do the same with Cece and Adeline because music just creates memories that you just can't even imagine how special it is. And um, it's hard to learn music. It really is. It's work. It's not just playing around. But um, mm-hmm. we... I look forward to that, and I'm glad I, I've got those songs learned with them. But, no, we lately they're getting through college. <laughs> That's what's happening right wow. now. Wow. <laughs> well, we've talked about Christmas you know, memories. You know, you just made it. Go ahead, Bobby. I was just going to say, uh, Mary Kay, your comment about memories, um, music makes memories, and, and I've had that running through my mind the last several days. I, I heard somebody say that on a PBS um, special the other night. And I thought, yeah, and memories make music. You know, I think about the songwriting inspiration for so many of the songwriters that I know, and it's memories that also make your music. So true, yes. Yeah, they're really connected. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we had talked about Christmas memories before when we'd had you on the show. The one that continuously tickles me to death and and since you brought up the fact that you and Brad have 10 children, and uh, none of those were multiple births, so those are all 10 children. But uh, <laughs> yes. I think you told me at one time that one of your traditions was when all 10 of the kids were at home that they had to get out and run around the house a few times before they could open the <laughs> gift. <laughs> yes, it's true. That's not me, that's Brad. Brad made them do that. Was that Brad? Oh, gosh. So, Brad, where did that idea come from? Here's Brad. Oh, yeah. I'm to blame on that. (laughs) It It was out of necessity. We were driving down the road one day. And, uh, well, yeah, but this is how it happened is uh, we were driving down the road, and as kids do when you're driving, sometimes they get out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> and so instead of, you know, because you're, you're, you're thinking I'm going to kill all of them. So that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> so out of necessity, I pulled over and I ordered them all out. And, of course, you know, nobody was to blame at that moment. So they ran laps around the vehicle, and I had a <laughs> an epiphany, and from then on, it was no longer beating the children. It was uh, making them run around the, the house, the car, the block, 
<laughs> and it works. It does. It's like a, a miracle because all of a sudden they don't have that energy anymore, uh, and they're embarrassed. Well, and they kind of get out out from underneath you too. I, I think about well, Christmas yeah. and all that you have going on in the house and yeah. whatever cooking we've, and you know just. <laughs> yeah, we've done that on Christmas Eve. Yes. Okay, everybody, go run laps. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh, yeah, when you have a, a herd of children that are, you know, you just got to come up with uh, solutions to the problem. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine 10. I cannot imagine yeah. 10. I had well, three. And yeah. they were a handful. And you know what? what's funny is when you meet people that have more than you and you're amazed. Like we meet people that have 15 and we go, how many do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Not realizing that you are, uh, you know, blowing other people's minds with the amount of you have. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if anybody took your your example and had their kids start running laps. That would be. I, that would be. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> it sure was a better solution to the alternatives. It it worked mm-hmm. great. Uh, and gosh. the neighbors would go, so uh, what did you do today? That was the best gosh. punishment is just the, you, you know, they, they, they uh, learned that if they did something that uh, they weren't supposed to, that they'd had to do it run laps. So they became masters at how to, to walk around part of the house so nobody would know they're running laps. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Well, do you yeah. do you get do you get all of the kids and the grandkids back together for Christmas now, or has that become more difficult to do? Oh no, they are good at coming back. Uh, they they have um, really good uh, um, you know relations with all with each other. They have their own little kid Christmas that they started years ago. They draw names and uh, give each other gifts. And they all get along really well, and they like getting back together. And uh, we just had uh, eight of the ten together for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's great. And uh, those other two we're hoping will be at the house for Christmas. But, yeah, we we have nice family gatherings and good memories, and it's a good time for us. Oh, that's great. Well, when my family gets together... Go ahead. I was I was just asking how many grandchildren there are now. Um, there are uh, five. <laughs> it's a thing That's five. a Mary question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. We just had one born uh, about a month ago. He was a little preemie, yeah. and yeah, um, he's doing well. And good. Yeah. So that that was a that was nice. A son that. Uh, Cowboys for a living, um, and he moved. Just they just moved down from Montana, working on a big cattle ranch up there. He got a a cushy job for a, a corporate ranch, and he rides horses for a living, which uh, he's pretty spoiled. And just uh, him and his new wife had their first baby, and they're living the they're living their dream. Oh, that's, that's great. Fabulous. That yeah. is great. Well, let's take a listen yeah. to another song from the CD of Cowboy Christmas and come back and talk more with Mary Kay and Brad.
This is one called Cowboy Christmas Tonight. We'll be right back. of the snow and the bite of the air, the clang of the stockyard gate. Keep the truck running, the radio humming tonight, you don't want to be late. The smell of the wood smoke, the light from the windows, welcome you back home again. Kick the snow off your boots and shut the door tight, let the celebration begin. With a cowboy Christmas tonight Watching headlights bump Down the old gravel drive As family and friends arrive Get out the guitars And everyone sings Jingle bells and oh holy night The men all swap stories of past cowboy glory The weather and the high price of hay All the food brought tonight was cooked up just right And we all hold hands as we pray It's a cowboy Christmas tonight Kids are all whispering secrets down round the Christmas tree. The grown-ups gather up coats to call it a night. Santa will be there soon, but there'll still be stock to see. Christmas on the to tuck the kids in There's one last thing to be done Get out the Bible Light a candle Read the story of God's own son Long, long ago On a range much like this There were shepherds and a star shining bright The wise men brought gifts And the angels did sing Bringing honor to Jesus feels right With a cowboy Christmas tonight. A cowboy Christmas tonight from Mary Kay's fabulous CD, A Cowboy Christmas. And if you do not have this in your music library, you need to get it. And I think, Mary Kay, you've been running a really cute video. Um, you talk about, you you know, you're just a video queen. I'm so impressed with everything you do with video. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
cool um, thing. But you have a really fun one, and you talk about sort of all of your CDs, and you've been offering a nice little bundle. Do you want to take a moment and, and tell us, is that a special still available? It is, yes. So each of the CDs that you order will become will come gift-wrapped and signed, and the gift bag is reclosable, so you can open it and put some more goodies in there. I just thought usually when people give a CD as a gift, you know, you want it to look pretty, but you also want to have room to throw in some candy, I don't know, turquoise earrings, um, keys to a new track. You know, all of that will fit into the gift bag <laughs> with the album. Starbucks gift card. And, and we're offering a free CD for the next little bit here for our holiday sale. So the favorite hymn CD will come free with every order. So the ordering can oh. be done on my website. Yes, that's really nice. The um, This CD is, uh, for those who, who aren't familiar, it's all original. And I think that's so special. Um, you know, we all have favorite Christmas songs and the cover songs, and we, you know, we enjoy them. But this CD is, it's just all original. It's all new Christmas classics. Thanks. Thank you. Yes, yeah. I. it's fun to have people tell me that this music is part of their Christmas. And that's what you really hope for Christmas music, is that it rings in, that the sound of that music mm-hmm means home it means the holidays it's um it's a, it's always christmas music is just special all around um mm-hmm. but it's fun to have a cd of it and i had fun for many years adding new new songs every christmas season and hopefully i can do that again this year and someday in the future we'll have a new album of christmas music at some point um we'll see how it goes so we look Very forward fine. to that. Yeah, we look forward to that. So there's a song that we have we have never played. It's 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 uh it's a little longer than some of the songs, but it's one called No Black Haired Women. How did this song come about? This is a great song. <laughs> Thank you. I always tell people it is the most unusual Christmas song you will ever hear. Um but it's a song that's based on a true story from something that happened out here in Utah's West Desert. And Utah's West Desert is really a barren flat. It's called the Salt Flats. And uh, there was a, a man who worked as a doctor in the 1920s out there on the desert. And he wrote all of his stories down about things that he observed and people he met. And this is one of the stories in his book. And I just set it to a Christmas song. Well, it is a great song. Our audience is going to enjoy this. It's one called No Black-Haired Women from the CD, A Cowboy Christmas. We'll be right back. Flats glow where the moon shines on the salt 
and it glows like snow. There's a place called Goshen, an old mining town. Most folks of good sense had long since left. Just a few railroad employees and some stragglers left. Just a run-down town with run-down men. But strangest of all was an old miner named Matt. Lived all alone with his old tabby cat. Lived a mile out of town. Seldom seen, seldom heard. Matt lived in a cabin to happen it all. Behind dusty blue curtains and a tar rock wall. On the wall was a sign that he had written. No trespassing here No black-haired women Now I know you all wonder what that sign's all about The men prodded and pride And they tried to find out But Matt figured his business was his And well, no one ever found out Well, Christmas comes round only one time a year. Most men hop the train to Salt Lake for some holiday cheer. It was silent and still in the desert that Christmas night. Matt sat by the fire where the pine pitch cracked. Rocked in his chair with his old tabby cat. When he jumped up in alarm at a startling sound. At first he heard howling, he thought was the wind. Then a pounding on the door like the devil trying to get in. But it was a woman, you guessed it, her hair was black as night. Matt lived in that cabin to hide from it all. Behind dusty blue curtains and a tar rock wall. Was it asking too much to read the sign he had written? No trespassing here. No black-haired women, no black-haired women. But she was speaking in Spanish, and her eyes were wild. Matt could see right away that she was heavy with child. He felt like saying, lady, there's no room at this here Matt flew into action, laid the woman right down. Ran to get rags, but before they were found, that silent night was filled with a newborn's cry. They say God works big in ways that a little. That Christmas night, Matt learned that great riddle as tears poured down his cheeks and melted his heart. Matt was Behind dusty blue curtains and a tall rock wall It was time to forget the sign he had written No trespassing here No black-haired women When the men all returned to old Goshen Town They couldn't believe 
the odd sight that they found Old Matt with a baby And a woman named Maria Well, Maria had been left By her sheep herding husband Alone in the desert For shelter she had none Matt had taken her and little one right in To his heart and his home Matt lived in that cabin the rest of his life. He raised little one, made Maria his wife. Now the sun is long gone. To hear it written, no trespassing here. No black haired women. Now I know you've all heard. Old Bethlehem town of a starry night, no room to be found. But I've got a story as strange as it's true. No black haired women from the CD, A Cowboy Christmas. We're talking with Mary Kay and with Brad, her husband. And um, great, great song. Great, great song. I <laughs> think you. during the break you said you and Brad had been actually been out there to see this yes, location. Yes, And uh, all all super highway and interstate all the way out there, I think you said. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not. It really literally just in the middle of nowhere. Um, the song uses the, the name of the town Goshen, but it actually, that is not accurate. It was I used it because it was more poetic. I can't remember the name of the place where it actually happened. Gold Hill. Gold Hill is the name of the place it actually happened. Wow. Wow. Well, it is a great song. And again, it's from the CD of Cowboy Christmas. And um, we've got a lot of great music to play. There is a song that really is, uh, uh, to me, it, it just kind of hits a heartstring. It's called Going Home for Christmas. How did this song oh, come about? Well, this is one of the earliest songs, Christmas songs I wrote, and it was written just a couple of days before Christmas when a friend of mine called and uh, to tell me that our elderly neighbor had passed away. And um, it was just, you know, with with it being just two days before Christmas, it was I think especially poignant to our little community and our our friend who's also an elderly man who called to tell me, he said, well, I guess our friend decided to go home for Christmas and that's what inspired this song. And I think also by the fact that I, I find it really fascinating in ranch life, um, in cowboy culture, how, the loyalty amongst um, the ranching families mm-hmm. that that it's not uncommon to have hands stay on the place for their whole life. And it becomes a second home to them and a second family, even though they're not blood related. And I think that's another element that I wanted to pull into the song because it's such a beautiful part of the kind of heart that you find out here in these little communities in the West. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a beautiful song. So get your tissue and let's take a listen to going home for Christmas 
and come back and talk more with Mary Kay and Brad on the Campfire Cafe. from her Christmas CD, A Cowboy Christmas. Mary Kay and Brad, I have a question about food. Mm -hmm. So do you have some favorite uh, traditional, you know, can't have Christmas Eve or Christmas Day without some special 
treats or entrees? You know, Brad, Bobby Jean is asking about favorite food at the holidays. Do we have anything favorite? Okay, here's the honest truth about me. <laughs> is I'm pretty good at writing music, and I'm not a great cook. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Brad says I make a pretty good pumpkin pie, and it's actually gotten worse ever since I started doing music. I used to actually spend time baking, and um, but now it's just pretty... I have some pretty set meals that I make. I think that if we had a favorite, it would always be my mother's tamales. My mother is from Mexico, and she makes an incredible mole sauce. It's a three-day process to make her um, tamales. And she will be here in in Utah with us for this. Yeah, and just to, she'll so she'll be here for Christmas. So we will have tamales. And mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of letting, you know how you somebody does something so well, you just let them do it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never learned yeah. how. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I will really try and learn how this year. But there's the terrible secret: is Mary Kay is not a great cook. There you go. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> well, my it looks part, like saying- if you can just keep writing music and forget the cooking, that'll be okay. <laughs> It, it looks My like you're Thanksgiving. Me I'm wrong. And they say, Mom, you're a great cook. And I'm really good at making enormous meals and, uh-huh. you know, out of necessity. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm sure. good at. Sure. Well, I, your Thanksgiving video that you put up, it looked like a lot of really good, um, seemed like there was a lot of good eats there. So I didn't know if everybody brings yeah. something now or you have a yeah. favorite cookie that you, you, know, you just have <laughs> to have every year. Um, Music has taught me that there are some really good cooks in the world just because I travel more. Um, Uh So that was actually, Thanksgiving was at um, a family member's home. And yes, there was some incredible food there and um, lots (laughs) of leftovers of what I brought. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, That's great. That is great. Well, this is for Brad. Here's is Brad. there is is there a favorite Hello. or special Brad is there a special gift that Mary Kay has given you for Christmas uh in the past that that is kind of special to you Um I I'm trying to think um well we have a daughter who was born December 28th That's pretty that special, pretty special. <laughs> Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah she's yeah. our she's our uh, Tenth child, and uh, she's amazing. She, little singer songwriter, and she um, has some really nice songs that she's written. She's got a beautiful voice. I was telling her the other day that she really needs. She wants to be an author. She loves reading and she wants to write books. But I told her, I said, you have such a beautiful voice. You need to do something with that. Yeah. And she does. She has this beautiful singing voice. So I'm hoping that someday she. She follows in her mother's footsteps. But, uh, yeah, Mary's given me some great gifts over the years. I remember I got a pair of Justin boots one year. That was pretty cool. That is cool. And, uh, yeah. But uh, we've, and we used to live in Hawaii when we were newlyweds, and I was going to school over there. And uh, Hawaii Christmas Day in Hawaii is uh, like no other. 
we uh, had two children when we lived over there and we would open gifts on Christmas morning and then put our swimming suits on and go to the beach. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. I can't do that in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the best Chris- Christmas morning ever is to go to the beach. So, yeah. Well, this this is this is a question uh, that you can answer, and we'll see if Mary Kay confirms this or not. But what's the what's the right. best gift that you've ever given Mary Kay for Christmas? Well, I don't. I didn't necessarily. Um, well, I was responsible for brokering the deal. Let's say, but we have some <laughs> friends, the row eaters that live in Texas, and he is a bootmaker. Okay, and. He proposed that he make her this beautiful purse, and uh, it's hand-tooled, and I uh, sealed the deal and sent them every CD that Mary Kay has in trade for this purse, and she unwrapped it Christmas morning, and I was a hero. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, yeah, um, a pair of boots can do. Yeah, a pair of boots. If there was a pair of boots under my tree, that my husband would be a hero too, for sure. <laughs> Keith Rowreeder is a master leather worker, and uh, he yeah. made a purse that is over the top beautiful. And, oh, that's You great. know, all I did is broker the deal, but I got a lot of glory that morning. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, anything handcrafted of leather, boots, purse, saddle, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's very special. <laughs> yeah, you know one one of uh, one of our big uh, Christmas adventures was when we released the uh, Mary Kay's Cowboy Christmas CD. We had it originally in a five-song EP. But, you know, anybody that has ever produced a CD knows how crazy making that is. And, you know, we wanted to make it a full album, and I was really busy with work, what I do. I didn't have time to go to the studio with Mary to help produce the the, uh, CD. Uh And uh, she went to the studio with the sound engineer who we worked, done all our albums with. He's just amazing. And... You know, I I say this often at the CD table, is Mary wrote those songs, she sang them, she produced them, and it's just a beautiful album. I got involved a little bit. I dot the I's and cross the T's. I'm the detail guy. So I get involved in mastering and song order and graphics and things, but she's really responsible for that Christmas album, and it is beautiful. I get it out every November and start listening to it. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. (laughs) (laughs) And one of my favorites is that uh, saddle up your Pinto. Yeah. That little jazz, jazz number that she wrote and produced. It's really fun. Yeah. Well, one of my Mm. favorites from the CD is one called it all began in a barn. So, uh, uh, Mary, how did you, how did you come to write this song? Tell us a story about this one. Hi, Gary. It's me again. What did you ask? It All Began in a Barn is one of my favorite songs from the CD. Tell Thank us you. a story about writing this one. Well, we um, raised our family for many, many years in 
a rather, I mean, it, it was a pretty small house for as many children as we had <laughs> under that roof. But out back, we had a beautiful, a beautiful big barn that was probably, you know, the same size or a little bigger than the house. And so, as you know, sometimes these beautiful old barns just kind of become not only a playground for the kids during the day, but it would be where I would get away at night and sometimes just go in there and just sit. It was Mm. like having a cathedral in the backyard. And one December night I was out there and it just snowed. And the words to this song came to me. And um, for any of us who um, take care of horses and animals, um, we know what a special place a barn can be. And it gives us a whole new perspective in the Christmas story, I think. And that's what this song is about. Well, it is a beautiful song. It is All Began in a Barn from the CD, A Cowboy Christmas. We'll be right back. barn and I Where God would send his amazing grace. 
Why did God in his glory choose to start his son's story in a stable with the manger of hay? He could have saved all the hassle and crafted a castle for the Christ child on that first Christmas day. But I think I understand why it all began in a barn. A place that's warm, a place that's safe, far away from the human race. Yes, I think I understand. Why it all began in Wow. Just absolutely beautiful. It all began in a barn. Well, this hour has gone by very quickly, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you're one of my favorite guests to have on the show. One day I'm going to go back and count up over the last seven or eight years, and I bet you're going to be my my number one artist to have ever appeared on the show. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate it so much. I really do. <laughs> well, always, always great to have you on the show, and your music is great. Your writing is great. And uh, such a talented, sweet family that you have. And and I know that you're on the phone right now. Tell Brad, thank him for us, for joining us today and sharing some some of his stories. So now yeah, I have a totally I'll, I'll different see. outlook on that uh, 10 kids lapping the, the uh, Jeep <laughs> or the vehicle. <laughs> yes, uh, we never have beat our children. <laughs> when I was that, sure I was like, you oh, had I wish no. you had. Uh, no, I did not. Did not. <laughs> so tell us, tell us where everybody can get your music again and take advantage of this special and find out where you're going to be touring. Well, I'm in Wickenburg, Arizona this Saturday night, and I don't know if tickets are available. Um, I will be doing um, a live concert, um, a live Facebook concert closer to Christmas from my home. Oh, great. And great. I welcome everyone to join me for that. Um, and um, you can find my music. All the music has been reduced in price right now for the holiday sale, and you get a free CD and gift wrapping. So you can find that store on my website at mary-k.com. Or you can just Google Mary K Western Singer, and K has an, an silent E at the end of it. So Mary K right. Western Singer. Right. Be sure and put in K-A-Y-E. We don't want you buying cosmetics. So That's true. <laughs> Mary Kay. Well, i tell you, it's been fun having you both with us today. And uh, another one of my favorite songs is Gather Around the Angel Tree. We're going to close out this segment of the show with that. And uh, Mary, you and Brad have an absolutely fantastic Christmas and enjoy your family. Well, I love and appreciate you guys. Thank you for having us on your show. 
Well, it has been our pleasure. Come gather around the angel tree, Mary Kay, from the CD, A Cowboy Christmas. Tree, Mary Kay, and Bobby Bell, I can't think of a better way to start the sounds of the season than with Mary Kay. Can you? No, I can't. And I'm I'm filling our home now with um, Christmas music, you know, hourly. It really, I listen to Christmas music actually year round, but um, right now that's kind of all we're listening to and in the car too. And it just, um, you know, it just really, uh, fills in the space of the month there's so much that goes on this month 
And if you surround it with the music of the season, it just, um, I don't know, it just makes it feel really full and complete. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is kind of, and I know a lot of people that listen to Christmas music year round. So that may be why they're so happy all the time. I don't know. But uh, anyway, <laughs> it was a great show with Mary Kay and uh, and certainly enjoyed having Brad join us. I know you're sneaking out. You've got a, your plate is full. And so uh, we're going to see you next week when our special guest is Mr. Bren Hill. And we'll be sharing his great new Christmas album. And uh, so we'll see you on the trail next week, Bobby. All right. Very good. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty. And right now it's time for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with Tracy Cueva on Saddle Up America. Right now, let's listen to Carolyn Sills. It's called Ghost Reindeer in the Sky. The night before Christmas went all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stocking world by the chimney with care in hopes that they Nicholas. Shiny and their hot breath they could feel Beyond 
Legacy Radio Network, and we want to welcome now Tracy Cueva, who is the founder of Nashville's Angel Heart Farm. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Gary, for having us back. We really appreciate it. Merry Christmas, well, it, early. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas will be here in 20 days. That's unbelievable. I know. And our barn will be done in 18 days, I'm just told. So this is all good. Oh, well, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, for our worldwide audience that doesn't know about Angel Heart Farm, tell us how you got this started. Sure. Um, 19 years ago, um, I started this foundation. It's, it's Angel Heart Farm. Um, it was started out after my second battle with cancer, and now I'm a four-time cancer survivor. Um, I started it because um, horses just brought me back from the brink of, you know, cancer. And I had a dream. I was teaching bald-headed children to ride horses and been a lifelong rider since pretty much the day I was born. And um, yeah knew the power of the pony, as we put it. And um, so I met with um, different hospitals, different pediatrics, oncologists, and nurses, and I told them about my idea. And the first thing they said is, when is your barn doors opening? So um, after all those initial meetings and getting our nonprofit status and all that, it probably took about seven months, and we opened our doors. Yeah, and October was October 15th was our 19th anniversary. So a big deal. We're really really proud of it well happy anniversary happy anniversary (laughs) 19 years kind of goes by in a hurry it really does we've um we were talking about the other day and we've served we've been blessed to serve over um 375 families and um could you oh my goodness i have someone knocking on my door i'm so embarrassed (laughs) I'm so sorry, Gary. We thought it's such a cool. Our builder did not know I was on the radio today, and he is knocking on my door. So I am so sorry. And now my dog. I, I tell you, I tell you what we'll do. I tell you what we'll do. Why don't we take a break and play another song while you go talk to your You're builder? Beyond. And uh, we'll be right here. back. You get it. We'll be right back with Tracy in just a moment on Saddle awesome. Up America. Thank you. Thanks. Out here in the country when December rolls 
and a big old get-together, inviting folks from all around. It's a time for sharing, a time to spread the joy. It's a birthday celebration for that precious baby boy. It's Christmas in the country, and I guess that you could say, to keep things pretty simple, but we like them just that way. Giving gifts we've made with love to those that we hold dear. Christmas in the country is the best time of the year. country and uh tracy are you back with us i am back <laughs> so sorry dear. i love the fact that you understand because you're a horse guy too so you know I'm a horse guy. Calls, you have to answer <laughs> and and this is live radio so you never know what I know, may right? happen <laughs> yeah yeah but anyway we were talking about the fact that this was your 19th year and yep. uh and you've got a barn that's going to be ready on December the 18th which is what that was all about but yeah. uh tell us tell us Tracy uh what is it that you do with your equine therapy for these kids and and sure. how does that how does that affect them and their families well, yeah. Right. Well, we were the cool thing about we think about our foundation is that we do work with the whole family. Um, if a family has been given a diagnosis of cancer, it affects everyone. It affects the siblings, the grandparents, the parents. It's like their lives are turned upside down. Um, you know, you're in treatment usually five days a week if you're doing radiation. So that means, you know, or if you're doing chemo or whatever type of treatment you're doing, you're at the hospital quite a bit parents have to quit their jobs you know siblings kind of get pushed aside not because they want to be put parents want to push them aside but it's kind of what happens so with our program we want everyone to know that they're completely loved it's one-on-one we work with the whole family it's not we don't have five families at once it's one family it's their time we teach the children to ride um the siblings and the the child that's sick we do art we do music um, it's not a dog and pony show. We're very focused on teaching them 
horsemanship and some of our kids like cleaning stalls. I mean, they learn to be caregivers instead of recipients. I mean, as a cancer patient, you're, you have so much care given to you and sometimes you just don't want that anymore. You just want it all to, to, to stop and you want to, to take stop. care of someone else. And yeah. for instance, yesterday I had a little girl, her name's Kelly Lou. She is like our heart. She's two years old and was diagnosed at 10 months old. And she just finished up her treatment and she had stage four and she just started riding with us about maybe about three months ago. She's an obsessed little pony girl now, but what she loves to do more than more than ride is to feed her pony treats. I mean, she will say, we need to get Rocky an apple. We need to get Rocky peppermints. I mean, and she will hold that bowl full of treats for him for hours. And she just loves him. She loves, She knows that he will always take care of her. And it's unconditional. Um, a really dear friend of mine, a pretty major horse trainer, Joel Kiesner, I feel like he really put it best. He said, toys can't give you unconditional love, but a yeah. pony can. And I mean – saying those words I still cry because that's you know there's no reason I'm supposed to be here other than my horses and I'm very grateful to them and even if we lose a child um, in our program the families are still part of us so we just had a mom's bereavement group out here a few weeks ago which was um, extremely hard but it was all these uh, beautiful moms getting together talking about their angels and grieving together and, and healing together and so it was very special we're really we're implementing a whole bunch of new programs with the foundation just because we do own our own farm now and we're working with a live hospice we're going to implement a program um, for children that have lost a parent to cancer in the summer so there's, I mean, the program's growing, and we're so, I mean, beyond blessed to have it grow. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as a, as a horse person myself, uh, I know that when I've had a busy, stressful day, there's nothing that relieves all of that stress and the anxiety better than just going out and brushing on one of my horses. And uh, and I I would imagine it's the same thing for these kids that have been poked and prodded and uh, mm-hmm. uh, going through their treatment and. Uh, and Gary, uh, the thing that I love that I notice is sometimes our kids won't talk to their parents. They're they're scared or they don't want to talk to the doctor. But like the other day, for instance, we had a little girl. She was sitting there talking to our pony Katarina about how sick of she was sick of treatment and I hope you never have to do this cat and I mean she's talking to her pony like it's her best friend which hopefully it is but yeah. it was just so it was very sweet and you know it's it's part of it I mean they really they bond it's they're like like Joel Kiesner said you're not bonding with a toy you're bonding with a living breathing beautiful creature that you know God definitely made so you mentioned just a minute ago the young lady that was two. Uh, what age? What age are these children that are coming to Angel Heart Farm? Our youngest right now is Kelly Lou. She's two. Our youngest we've had is eighteen months. Um, you know, we go to zero to eighteen, um, but the siblings are all ages, and you know, clearly the parents are all ages too. But there's no age discrepancy with us. Um, you know, children are getting. Um, being diagnosed with cancer earlier and earlier 
Um, currently, right now, the majority of our children are the ages between three and six, and that's okay. highly unacceptable to us. I mean, we really have to change that. There, more research has to be made, and you know, it's just it's been a real struggle. For I, I say this all the time, Gary. So it's like I feel like I'm not I'm not the, I'm not the political girl that some people think I am, but. Only 4% of government funding goes to our children's cancer research. That has got to grow, and it's so important. I mean, there's millions and billions of dollars going to adult cancers, but children are our future, and, I mean, cancer, childhood cancer is on the rise. And, you know, when we get a new family in our program, you know, people are, oh, are you excited? And I'm like, no, because that just means yeah. we have a diagnosis. That means another child's going to have to go through year two three years of treatment and you know that it's hard I mean it's hard to see a three-year-old with a port and bald and you know it's the unfairness it's just I have was talking to a mom earlier today and um we got on the kick about unfairness especially at Christmas time you know yeah. and it's been difficult but you know, we've got really strong families. Our, and the nice thing about our parents is, and the kids, they all rally around each other. I mean, we have a little girl, Caroline. We call her Sweet Caroline because she's a clinic, and she sees one of her little friends having a really bad day, and she'll walk up to him and put her hand on them and go, I pray with you. I love you. And she's a five-year-old little girl. Oh, and wow. They have so much empathy. It, the empathy these kids have. And they're way beyond their years when a three-year-old can tell you every drug they're on. And I can't even pronounce half the, you know, the chemos right. that they're on. And they can tell you, you know, in, I get cranky when I'm on steroids and you're like going, oh my God, this should not happen. But, you know, it does. So. Well, I was, Tracy, I was uh, uh, watching something the other day and Marlo Thomas was on. And I she was her. talking about uh, uh, St. Jude's and the research that they do at St. Mm-hmm. Jude's. And and she quoted a figure that absolutely blew me away when she said that it takes over $22 million a day to keep St. Jude's operating. And, Very uh, true. $22 million a day. Uh, and, of course, the research is shared all across the country. But um, how do the families? The thing that we love. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to ask how do the how do the families respond uh, to the horses and and to the way that their children are interacting with the horses? Oh, they love it. I mean, each of our children gets their own riding boots um, from Dan Post Boot Company, and all of our kids get their own riding helmets. And the thing that we love about, I was going to tell you about St. Jude's, one thing that we love about them is that there's never a cost for the families. And that's our motto, too. We, there's no fees for our program whatsoever, and there never will be. Cancer's very expensive. <laughs> and, yeah. and our families know that riding lessons are you know, very expensive, and they just love the fact that their child gets to be a child, you know, that they're not, we don't talk about cancer when they're here, there's no cancer in the barn, it's like, it doesn't exist, we're just, 
we just do our thing and you know I'm I'm a tough teacher. <laughs> I get after our kids and my moms are like, Wow I'm like, Well, gotta do it right. We don't wanna get hurt, you know and I have kids that are showing we had two national championships lot two years ago at the Welch Pony Nationals and we really teach them to ride. I I tell them, I mean if you're two, you really can't hold the reins that well. Okay, but if you're three, you can hold the reins and you can ride by yourself. And my moms are like, oh, my God, really? And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, they can walk. They can walk to the, you know, they can, they're potty trained and they can go to the kitchen. They can open their refrigerator so they can hold a pair of reins. And they're like, okay. So, and I think our parents love the fact that we are very um, disciplined in how we teach because a lot of our kids that's lacking right now because, you know, I talk to our moms and dads and they'll go, it's so hard not to give them everything they want because they're sick. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, but we also have, you know, they're not going to be sick forever. So let's just stop this now. And they're like, okay. And they'll go, do you have any kids? Do you have Tracy? I'm like, yeah, I don't have any. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) like, unless you're a child psychologist or something. No, I said, I've been around a million kids that I get it. So, But we love them, I mean, and they know they're loved. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Our parents know that we love these babies. I mean, we'll go to the ends of the earth for them. You know, we're we're working on a thing right now with a bunch of other moms and, you know, kids that are in remission, and we're helping out doing some stuff with some families right now that are not going to have a Christmas because, you know, it's expensive. It's over $10,000 a month people lose out of their income and that's you know people kind of forget about that you know that moms have to quit their jobs dads have to quit their jobs to take care of the kids and you know sometimes if you don't have family next door I mean that's hard you know so we just really want to bring it back full circle and be able to just help these kids and bring some joy in their life when they're really struggling. And our horses, I'm, I'm amazed by them every day. They surprise me. I, I just, I cry about them all the time. They're just incredibly special. And we're just blessed to have the ones we have. We have six Arabians and four Welch, uh, three Welch ponies and a, and a miniature horse. And they're all like, we always say they're the best ponies on the planet. <laughs> oh, that's they're great. That's great. Well, where is Angel Heart Farm located? We are 30 minutes outside of um, Nashville South. Um, it's called a town called College Grove. It's not even a town. It's just a beautiful little community. Um, it's it's growing leaps and bounds. And um, in end of September, uh, August, we received our farm. We had a, a, an amazing donor help us, <laughs> and um, it's on um, 14 acres and has a, a darling little barn on it and four-stall barn, but we have 10 horses, so that changed. So we have, we're building our indoor arena and six-stall barn, and my builder um, is the barn store, and Jeff had built my other barn at our other farm, and I didn't want another builder to build it. I mean, I knew he would be quick. I knew it would be beautiful, and we designed it together. And, I mean, our neighbors are driving by, and they're, like, waving. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe how fast it's coming up. And we just hung the doors today. The stalls went in yesterday. And um, it's just, oh, my God, it's beautiful. We're so happy. And Lowe's came in about a month ago um, in our little barn and rebuilt our tack room for us. And, oh, that's um, great. 
had a, oh God, it's so pretty. I mean, we have the prettiest tack room I've ever been in. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, when you've got all these craftsmen who come in and, you know, I was just happy to get some, you know, saddle racks on the, on the walls and they're like, oh no, we're going to do this right. And I walked in, I'm like, oh my God, it's so pretty. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, we're excited. It's it's we but we've always said we always want the best for our families and um so that's why we kinda we we feel like we've aligned ourselves with great people, great hospitals, great doctors, you know, live hospice. We just really we just want the best for them. So that's what we strive for anyway. Yeah. So college girl that's Williamson County, isn't it? It is Williamson County, yep. So, it's so um, like Franklin's ten minutes away. Um, we're like seven miles away from you know the freeway, and it's such easy access. It's actually like from Vanderbilt and then TriStar, who we work with the most here in Nashville. We're like a thirty-minute drive, and okay. it's super simple to get to. That's the main thing. That was the most important thing to us is that you weren't in a car for you know hours and hours and hours. You know, we wanted it really centrally located and. So, and that's pretty much where it is. Right, right. So, if uh, if, uh, if if people need to get in touch with you with a child that they would like to put in your program, how do they do that? They just call us um, and or email us on our website is angelheartfarm.com or .org or .net. We've all I think we have all three of them now, <laughs> and um, just reach out to us and you know we just talk with their doctor. It's referred by a doctor and um, who's ever taking care of them, you know. And we work with Alabama. We've got families from Mississippi. We have families from all over, um, you know, UK childrens and. Um, Cincinnati Children's. I mean, every hospital doesn't treat each child's cancer. Each I feel like each hospital has their um, their specialty. You know? Yeah. And like St. Jude's is not doing research on some rare cancers, and but Mayo Clinic is. You know, so it depends where where you can find the best treatment. You know, for your child is where they, you know, is where our families go. But they okay. have to call us, and we'll get it done. All right. So, and I'm sure that you get a lot of referrals from the different hospitals that you work with as well. We do, and they love our program. I feel like they do anyway. They um, they always, like, we bring our miniature horse to the hospital sometimes, and he also goes to senior centers, and we do some stuff with the Nashville Predators, which is our hockey team. And um, he's actually, our mini is actually going to be at the Nashville Predators game in February for cancer fight night. And so he'll do a meet and greet. And most of the predators know our pony. I mean, our little mini horse. And, <laughs> but we're, we just try to reach out to is we just really try to let people know that, you know, cancer is not a childhood cancer needs to be addressed. And we just try to figure out as many ways as we can do that. So we try to, like I said earlier, we just try to align ourselves with the greatest people we can and we have amazing doctors we have you know we've got some on our advisory board and you know they give us great guidance you know and the social workers and the you know the child life specialists and the nurses are amazing I mean we have got a couple nurses that are actually um, volunteers with us so you know 
they they rave about the program. I don't think we're I don't know if we're the best program in the world, but we're certainly trying to be that. <laughs> Well, that's great. Well, I, I I don't know if you know this or not, but I had done a post on Facebook about you being on the show today, and uh, and I started the uh, post out by saying Christmas is for children, but cancer should not be, and uh, oh. and that thing that thing literally went viral on Facebook. Oh my it's, God! <laughs> it's kind of wild. I mean, thousands of folks, but. Wow. Uh, You've got a great program. Again, they're located in College Grove, Tennessee, which is in Williamson mm-hmm. County. A lot of people know where Franklin, Tennessee is. Uh, so it's yeah, we're ten minutes from Franklin, Franklin, downtown Franklin. Ten minutes from Franklin, and mm-hmm. uh, again, it, there is no charge for these kids to come and participate in your program. But uh, yeah. you have a couple of other things that are going on. You are a you are an author. You've done some books. Oh. <laughs> A children's book author, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I've never written a novel or anything. Um, we're actually working on our second children's book. On Friday, on Saturday, I'm signing our first children's book I wrote, um, and um, it's it's used as a, it's the first children's book that's been written about a child that dies, and it might sound horribly depressing, but it's not. It's really a beautiful book, and. It's in conjunction with, um, we had a, a multinational champion, Arabian named Rollo Bosco, and he's is part of the story. It's a true story. It was actually the first little girl I ever lost in the program, and she died of an inoperable brain tumor. But um, it's just it's just an amazing story, and it took me 14 years to write it. So that's, wow. how, that's what a great author I am. <laughs> It takes me a while to write a 30-page children's book, yeah. In between stalls and everything else we get to do every day. Yeah, and the book signing will be where? At um, Franklin Horse Supply. Um, It's in downtown Franklin on Columbia Avenue. It's like one of our favorite places to shop. They're doing actually a, um, a wish tree for us because, you know, when you have 10 horses and a bunch of children, you always need something. So they put right. a little wish tree together and yeah. So we're, it'll be from noon to three and then, but the book is also on our website too. It can be ordered. Um, I think it's like $15. Um, but like I said, I wrote it to help children um, that lost a sibling, um, a best friend that lost their, you know, their best friend to cancer. In fact, um, one of our favorite little girls, I hate to say favorite, but, you know, we always have our favorites. And um, we lost her August 1st. And Sophie was, we call her Super Sophie. And she battled three times cancer, a very rare rhabdomyosarcoma. And um, she showed my pony cat, our pony cat arena and won nationals two years ago. And just an amazing little girl. And her best friend Caroline um, was here with her mama and Sophie's baby brother and her mom last week, and they just spent practically the whole day with us. And, you know, Caroline's going to start riding with us because they were sisters. I mean, Caroline stayed with Sophie till the till the moment she died. I mean, and that's a 10-year-old yeah. little child. And, you know, the bond is never broken. You know, they're just amazing little kids. And so she has that book now, and, I'm, you know, hopefully it'll help her a little bit and, but I just felt there needed to be, there was just no books I could find. You know, there are all these adult books, but nothing to really explain to a child where, 
your best friend, your sibling goes. So it was really, it's just an amazing honor to write it. And um, the Arabian Literacy Program, um, Gary Miller um, is the publisher on it. And um, so I'm working on two more. I'm finishing up one right now, and I'm th- starting on my third. I've had to kind of rewrite my third one, but because of Sophie passed away. So it was the, yeah. the beginning of the story. It, it kind of had to change. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So how how is your cancer? You mentioned that you're a four times cancer survivor. How are you? Um, I'm I'm awesome. I'm doing great. Um, yeah, besides being anemic and you know getting B12 shots and all that all the time, I'm good. I'm healthy and strong and yeah, I'm good. I don't I don't think my doctor calls me a cancer overachiever. So <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but you know <laughs> it's all good. Well, that's good. But I don't plan that's to get good. sick again. I'll, put, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I know that people that are listening to the show may want to uh, contribute to Angel Heart Farm because, again, there's a lot, as people know, there's a lot of expense in the upkeep of horses and, and uh, other things that are connected with this. So how could people contribute if they want to? Well, um, we're a 501c3, which means every everything someone donates is tax deductible, and they can go to our website, which is angelheartfarm.com, and there's a donate button. They can do that, or, um, you know, the other thing we always ask people for, it sounds so simple, but it means the world to us, or people that pray for our families. Um, we have some that are really having a rough time. We have got some really bad news today, this morning, so... We just really need a lot of prayer for our little kids and their families. And but um, and everyone says, well, I can only, you know, no donation is too small or too large. Um, you know, five dollars buys a bag of carrots for our horses, and and they appreciate that. <laughs> and you know, so 100% of our funding goes to our program. It doesn't go for administrative costs. It doesn't go for anything but the program and the, the needs of the children and the needs of the horses. And yeah. we're very lucky. We have um, a, an amazing veterinarian who's actually on our board of directors, Dr. Ruth Wilburn, and she donates all of her vet services to us. And I mean that, and our horseshoer, Todd Starr, he, I try to give him money and he just, he gets mad at me every time I try to give him a check. So, you know, <laughs> we, we're really blessed with, like I said, we have great people surrounding us. And, you know, the nice thing about, you know, if you do make a donation, it's in, you know, you can always do an honor of someone that you love that passed away from cancer or someone that's battling. And, you know, we, we make sure that, you know, we do our best to, you will get a thank you card handwritten. I promise that. <laughs> but, um, you know, we we do 100% of our funding goes right to our any gift goes right to our back to our program. So, you know, well, doesn't buy me a new saddle. <laughs> 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 gotcha. Gotta figure that one out. Well, that is that is absolutely fantastic. You do a fantastic job with Angel Heart Farm, and um, I, I know that it makes a world of difference to these children. And uh, uh, Angel Heart I've known you a while. I've known you a while, and you're a special, special young lady. Well, oh Tracy, God, thank thanks you. for thanks for being with us and sharing some information on Angel Heart Farm. And um, 
I look forward to coming out and seeing you in College Grove myself before too long. That sounds great. Our barn blessing is going to be in March, so I didn't want to have it during, you know, Tennessee rainy, muddy season. So hopefully in March, we'll, you know, we'll be a little bit better. It'll start tonight. getting better. We'll make, yeah, yeah. It's actually 60 degrees today for people who, don't, who are not in Tennessee today. It's actually beautiful out, so it's all good. It, it is. Yeah, but it's going to change again. So anyway, oh, we enjoy gosh. it while we've got it. We enjoy it while we've got it. <laughs> Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank I appreciate you, for you my me. friend. I appreciate it. Okay, All have right. a blessed day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Okay, so we're bye-bye. gonna listen to a song by uh, R.W. Hampton. It's called Long Canyon Christmas. We'll be right back. It's cold and windy up on the flats. Branson's got a foot of new snow. With the 12 that we got the first of last week, there's nowhere and no way to go. But you can't hardly snow in a cowboy. So I saddle all easy and ride And down by the cross L Across the dry Cimarron There's a big dance and full sun tonight It's another Long Canyon Christmas I'm lonesome but I'm doing fine no, it's not the cold wind I'm thinking about a baby boy At a long, long ago Christmas night Say, would you look at That big shining star Hanging high in the east on the right And I'm wishing that I could just follow that star Like the three men the book said was wise Oh, little cow town No, you're not Bethlehem But you're mighty inviting tonight And before I ride down gonna stay here a while cause everything feels so right it's another long canyon Christmas I'm lonesome but I'm doing fine no it's not the cold wind I'm thinking about a baby boy at a long Long ago Christmas night No, it's not the cold wind I'm a-thinking about a baby boy At a long, long ago Christmas night Sleep 
W. Hampton, the song is Long Canyon Christmas from the album The First Noel. Tracy told me just before uh, we started the show with her today that she had just been notified that they had lost another child to cancer. And uh, she couldn't talk about that on the show. But if anything that you can do to help, volunteer or send money to angelheartfarm.com to help them with their program. It helps these babies. And again, Christmas is for children, but cancer should not be, but unfortunately it is. And so uh, the work that they're doing at Angel Heart Farm is fantastic to help these kids deal with their cancer treatment and the things that they and their families are going through. Great time with Mary Kay, and uh, we're so glad that Brad, her husband, joined her today on the show in the first hour on the Campfire Cafe. And we have a great show lined up next week with Mr. Bryn Hill. He'll be, we'll be highlighting his newest Christmas CD and visiting with him. And then we'll be talking with our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole on Saddle Up America. So uh, we want to remind you that you can go back and listen to all of the shows in the past that we've had on the air. Over 500 shows now you can listen to by visiting equestrianlegacy.net. It's been a great day here. It's beautiful here in Tennessee, and uh, we look forward to sharing the sounds of the season with you and some more great stories beginning at noon next week on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We want to thank you for listening, and we're going to close the show today with a great song from our Canadian friend, Mr. Miss Eli Barcy. It's one called Heart of a Christmas. Thanks for listening. Christmas comes with the snow of December Drifting down like an angel sigh The gray wolf song he remembers With his nose up against the sky That's the song from the heart of a Christmas night That's the song I love so
fire burns warm and friendly. There's a mistletoe in the hall, and the old parlor rings when the choir sings with a joy like to tear down walls. That's the song from the heart of a Christmas night. That's the song I love so well. For a king was born on that holy morn, on the day of the first Noel. That's the song from the heart of a Christmas night. That's the song I love. 